Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Woohoo! Welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Um, yeah, it's December 16th. And yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say happy birthday to my sister who <clears throat> happens to live in San Diego. <clears throat> I know, RJ, you know, we're talking about the magic. It's already happening. So anyway, happy birthday to my sister, Virginia. I love you. And um, I loved you first. Well, actually, you love me first because you're older. Don't tell anybody that's when that <laughs> happened. Yeah. So I hope everybody's having a wonderful December. Wow, we only have a week until Christmas for those that celebrate Christmas. And I don't know, Elf on the Shelf. I don't know. My... <laughs> Um, my niece has been posting all these pictures of his elf on the shelf. Apparently, her elf shows up with instructions like, please make Christmas cookies today to test the taste of the cookies to make sure they're good enough. <laughs> anyway, Benny, I don't know if you got anything like that going on because, you know, your boys are getting older now. Uh, yeah, but they do. Um, elf on the shelf is Ralphie. Apparently, they named the character that I, it goes way back. It's not at my household. It's their mom's. Um, Ralphie hasn't really appeared yet. Ralphie's kind of slow to start. Ralphie may be a little bit under the weather. Uh, can't really call that one out for, uh, for certain. However, I have seen lots of other versions of the elf on the shelf that are pretty creative. Um, a lot of movie relations. I think I saw like a reenactment of Alien or Aliens, which was pretty funny with like a hard boiled egg that like was broke open and it like was this little plastic figure on uh, the elf. Uh, that's just the last one I saw. I don't know why it popped in my head, but it did. Uh, and yeah, so many other credit. Oh, I remember um, the Santa Claus movie or uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer with Abominable Snowman. They had Ralph. Like in a, in a particular scene, and the abominable snowman was having a great time with him. Let's just call it that. I don't know. Maybe I went too far. I'll think. I'll stop talking right now. No, it's okay. I I wanted to bring in some some of the joy and the fun of all of that. And, yeah, it's good times. Um, I love. I just love kids. You know, I love kids, and I love the kid within all of us. And I I hope everybody's having some fun. Yeah. We we. That definitely need to lighten it up a little bit. So. I think so too. That's probably why. Yes. Yeah. So thanks for that, Benny. Yeah, I appreciate no that. <laughs> maybe it'll give people ideas, right? I hope so. I don't know. Maybe some people have too many ideas. That I don't know. Be it as well. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I I am Loretta Brown, and this is the Loretta Brown Show. You are not on the wrong channel. Please stay with us. I am the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for the last 27 years. Um, Saturday, December 18th, I have a great class, Temple for the Divine Feminine. And uh, for the women that come, we will be meeting via Zoom. So you can join me from anywhere in the country or the world. I'd love to have you join. Uh, we do a lot of really great things, and they're very uplifting and nourishing for our soul, especially this time of year is a powerful time. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I offer a meditation and sign up for everything at schedule.reikioasis.com. If you can't be there at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, sign up. I'll send you a recording. You can listen to the meditation at any time. And a big shout out to my uh, 
patrons. I am a listener-supported show. From my heart to yours, thank you, because you do help bring amazing people onto live radio, and we love live radio because we're alive. I, I know. Who knew? We are. So there it is. Very, very quick uh, check-in with astrology because we've got so much going on. Um, Friday, December 17th, tomorrow, the sun crosses the galactic center, supercharging our energy. And expect strong solar energy coming in. Solar energy can be fiery. And it will kind of help activate our goals and our passions. And I've got to tell you, I've been talking about this probably all year, maybe even longer. We're having an activation of our heart centers right now. So it's a great time to have my guest on the, sh on the show, especially if you believe that you have starseed origins, light worker origins, or you're just trying to awaken some kind of higher consciousness. That um, uh, event on Friday leads us into the Saturday full moon in Gemini. It's the last full moon of the year. Gemini is an air sign. And this energy, this moon is actually bringing in kind of a sweet energy, which is going to be a bit of a relief for us because we are under a lot of fire of transformation right now. And that takes us into Sunday, December 19th, where Venus goes retrograde. And it's another highlight of this month. And it is the energy we're going to walk into 2022 with. Venus rules over our relationships, not just with others, but with money with ourselves, with the greater world around us. And it asks us to really take a look at what do we really value? And we're going to be, we're going to have to take a look at things straight on. You know, this is not the time to run away. This is the time to stand up and maybe do some of the techniques from RJ's book, who I'll bring on in a minute, right? Um, and then also on Sunday, Chiron stations direct after being retrograde since July, Chi Chiron is an asteroid known as the wounded healer. And as it uh, enters retrograde, it can bring past wounds back to the surface for healing. So Chiron retrograde has been helping us heal ourselves, but it's going to go direct. And that leads us into our big event, one of them, because we still have more to come before December's over. And that is the winter solstice on December 21st, the shortest day of the year. And it's actually the celebration of the return of light of the sun. What is light? Light can be consciousness and awareness and what is going on around us and the remembrance that we are co-creators of all of this. And then on that same day, we move from Sagittarius into the structured sign of Capricorn. And we're just gonna start building. 2022 keywords are building and imagining, dreaming, creating a new world. So having said all that, I hope you're, <laughs> I'm like buckle up your seatbelts cause we're going in. And uh, also for those that love Vedic astrology and I'm sorry to have time for all of this, um, but we've got a powerful aspect in the sky via Vedic astrology where we've got Mars that's going to go right onto the tip of the tail of the scorpion and uh, in the sign of a Scorpio or uh, up in the skies. And yes, we are in Sagittarius, don't get confused. But this is going to be here for the next five weeks or so. 
and it's just a very challenging aspect because Mars is anger, anger, aggression, energy, fire moving forward. And what's at the tip of the tail of the scorpion? The stinger, right? So ground yourself, stay in your beautiful place, keep your hearts high. Uh, we're going to make it through this better than ever, come out the other side and find ourselves in a different world. That different world will be governed by different things. Some people say we're going to 5D. I don't know, maybe we're already there. So my guest today, RJ Spina, a metaphysical teacher, an author of an absolutely amazing book, Supercharged Self-Healing, a revolutionary guide to access high frequency states of consciousness that rejuvenate and repair. RJ Spina overcame chest down paralysis. Yes, I did say that. Chest down paralysis, diabetes, pancreatitis, Hashimoto's disease, and several other serious illnesses. And he helps guide others to heal their debilitating health challenges. He created the Ascend the Frequencies Healing Technique, a healing program that allows you to achieve elevated states of consciousness and harness high energy, high frequency energy for health, vitality, and deep inner space. Peace. <laughs> Maybe space too. RJ, thank you for being on my show. Welcome to the show. Thanks for your patience with all that preamble. Oh, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. I am um, so excited to talk about your book. And for those people on YouTube, I want to show it to you. Supercharged self healing. This concept of self-healing and the consciousness, the awakenedness that goes along with it, I think is primarily important. Um, RJ, if you don't mind, and, and you know, quite often people have done many, many interviews, but for my listening audience, could you play, please lay a little bit of foundation and background so people know who you are and what it is, what happened? Sure. Yeah. Um, maybe the best context would be to, to go back uh, to the beginning of uh, <clears throat> this lifetime, this incarnation, as a, as a kid, um, without effort, uh, certainly without training, I would what people now call astral project or leave your body. That was quite normal for me, uh, still is. So as a little kid, I would lay down, relax, and then one second I was standing next to my body, or I was on the ceiling looking at my body, and this quickly progressed to me relaxing, and all of a sudden I was in a completely different realm a different frequency a different dimension and even as a kid when i would explore these different uh realms these higher states of consciousness these higher realms i actually had a mantra as a little kid and it used to be that i retain all information and wisdom that is contained within this realm and so that used to play in the back of my head as, as a little kid so uh, these kind of uh, metaphysics um and they may sound extraordinary, but they, they really are just a deeper aspect of what is. And I've always been, we could say a part of that or attuned to that or an embodiment of that. And I led a normal life for the most part, um, other than always being clairsentient, clairvoyant, claircognizant. Um, I used to say also as a kid that if I ever got sick, I would just heal myself, which is, you know, on the surface, almost absurd. And, and, and I think if someone would have asked me as a kid, oh, okay, how, how does that work? How would you do that? I would have had no answer, but I can tell you that 
that feeling, that knowingness was deep inside me. And I knew it was something within me, but the veil that was blocking that was, was still up, so to speak. Um, at 24, I had a very, um, had a life-changing experience through meditation. It, it uh, allowed me to sort of sink into this incarnation. A lot of things about uh, being odd, I guess we could say. Uh, it made a lot of sense after this meditation. A lot of things I had an intuition about or a feeling about was sort of shown to me and sort of like everything made sense in that moment. And now I'm, I'm really dating myself because that, that was 26 years ago. So really since then, I've spent a lot of my life, even though I had normal jobs up until maybe eight years ago, uh, I used to give past life readings for people and read their energy for them and do all, all sorts of uh, things like that that dealt with higher consciousness metaphysics. But the real, maybe the real interesting part uh, for people is that on April 23rd, 2016, I became permanently uh, paralyzed from the chest down. I had uh, septic shock, uh, type one diabetes, Hashimoto's autoimmune disease, hypothyroidism, pancreatitis, thyroiditis, and I required life-saving emergency surgery. And so what they did was it's called a laminectomy, which is where they essentially scrape the uh, infection literally right off your spine. Now uh, there's a video on my website where you can see the MRI of my spine. It's, com it's completely crushed. You can see my surgeon's notes in there. The pre-surgery notes is complete paraplegia. The post-surgery notes is complete paraplegia. So I just want everyone who's listening, who doesn't know me, uh, this really occurred and I have all the proof in the world. And then I also did a videotape of me while I was in the hospital rehab because I knew I was gonna heal myself. So I told the nurses, the physical therapists, as soon as there was movement, as soon as we could see that the healing was beginning, I had them videotape it. So you can watch the video and it's literally time stamped and the healing is not linear. There are things that I could do say on a Tuesday that on Monday I was no, showing no indication that I would be able to do that at all. And then Tuesday I was doing it quite easily. So it was, it was healing on the deepest levels. And so I had emergency surgery on April 23rd, 2016. And the, the clearest answer I can give you is that when I had awakened from surgery, I had awakened into authentic cosmic consciousness. I, the veil that was blocking how healing works had been lifted. And I mm -hmm. instantaneously remembered it was literally a muscle memory. All of it came back to me that I had always felt as, as a kid was in me, an, an ability to do this. And I explained to the ICU nurse, I explained pretty much to anyone that was around me, the actual metaphysics of how healing works, what I was going to do, the exercises, the protocols. And I even said in exactly 100 days, I'll have healed myself and I will walk unassisted. And again, you can look at the videotape. It's time stamped. Uh, and on the hundredth day, I walked unassisted. Wow. I'm, I'm over here rippling with goosebumps and I actually want to bounce on my head, right? Um, years ago, and I bet it was, it was way back when I first opened my business. So it's, it's at least 25 years ago. I had a lunch with a woman in, in the area here who was an Uber scientist, right? And I, and it's funny how you, so long ago, you can have a big conversation and one thing sticks out. 
And I will never forget that she looked me straight in the eye and she said, Loretta, I believe with every ounce of myself that we can heal ourselves and we've just forgotten how to do it. So when you said the veil was lifted and suddenly you were like, oh no, this is how we do it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, Loretta, it was literally, oh yeah, that's right, I remember. And wow. it's, and, and if we want to give it a visual, because some of this the, to try yeah. to make the, the unexplainable explainable, which I hope mm -hmm. I did a good enough job in that book, is that imagine that we're in a maze, right? And we don't know what's going to happen if we make a right. And we don't know what happens, what's going to happen if we make a left. We can't see. We have no idea, right? So this has to do with linearity and logic. We can talk about that. That's what the, our, the human mind is attuned to, the way it processes sensory data. So imagine lifting up from the maze and all of a sudden you're completely above the maze and then you can look down at it and in one instant without thought you know everything you know exactly how to get out without thinking at all so that's kind of what occurred it was literally instantaneous and all of it came flooding back to me and the the metaphysics behind self-healing and it is it's metaphysics it's a repeatable robust process that anybody could do uh the book captures every single thing i did repeatedly mm -hmm. and when these uh, another way we could also say is that when you have a different understanding and you do different things you get different results and the ascend the frequencies technique is the embodiment of higher consciousness metaphysics of self-healing well i have like a million questions that just came in um everything you're saying is just so uh, rich. <laughs> I don't know what else, how else to say. So when we're talking about metaphysics and we're talking about this is a redoable, and by the way, for people listening, I mean, really, you need to just get it, supercharged self-healing. And, and RJ does lay out in there his, his steps and everything that he did. But you know, many people would say to you, well, that's a miracle, right? But this is yeah, expound on that a little bit because you're saying no, this is metaphysics. This is this is what you do. You just do this. Yeah. yeah. So it makes sense <clears throat> that it's a miracle because when we don't understand how it works, we label it as a miracle, right? So if we don't understand how certain things happen, we just call it magic, right? Magic is the accessing and manipulation of energies that lie outside of sensory perception. That is what magic is. And magic is also a form of alchemy or metaphysics. Self-healing falls right in line with these things. Once we start to be able to understand beyond the five sensory perception and therefore the intellect, uh, we are now working with really what we are. What we are is higher consciousness. We're not the human form. We're, we're certainly not the five physical senses and the data that it perceives. We're certainly not the data that then comes in that we ramble through through the logic and linearity program that that leads up to an intellect. We're none of these things. We're what exists before these things and gives birth to them. So really, I like to say that healing is the return to what is original to you. And what is original to you is divinity, is harmony, is, is perfection, is vitality, vigor. It, it, it's a never ending source of renewable energy. And in some ways, <clears throat> excuse me, this is exactly what Tesla and others, other advanced souls like him, exactly what Tesla was talking about when he talked about vibration, frequency, and energy. It's metaphysics. Now, 
what's captured in this book is, is authentic God consciousness. But what we've tapped into is the same vibration, frequency, energy, except we're talking about our own vibration, our own frequency, and our own energy. So it's that very similar understanding simply turned in and going inward through higher states of consciousness. And it's through these higher states of consciousness, or what you could just call meditation, there's been countless, countless, countless studies that meditation changes your DNA. It repairs your cells. There's been studies done on monks that have been meditating their whole life. Their brain is totally different. Okay, so Loretta, it only stands to reason that deeper, more powerful states of meditation only greatly increase the efficacy of healing by an order of magnitude in a way that human beings don't quite understand yet. And that, that's exactly why I wrote that book. Wow. Um, I'm, I am so thrilled. Uh, I'm getting more and more thrilled as you talk because I feel like this is so spot on. Um, you know, you, you talked about Tesla. I remember Einstein saying something about the imagination. Don't quite remember what it was, but how important the quote imagination is. And I want to come back to that in a moment. But these deep states of meditation that, like you say, change the DNA, they change us. They, they, cha they, cha they change us. We could say, well, they evolve us, but I think there's more to it than this. And there's a remembrance in there. You're alluding to this, this remembrance of who we truly are. Uh, yeah, yeah. 100%. I like to say that the higher consciousness is the architect of our form and the chemist of our biology. So everything is projected into the physical realm, into the, into the lower frequencies of the physical universe. Nothing originates here, including us. So when we go to, we could say our source point, mm -hmm. we're kind of like how I describe it as the, we're at the Etch-a-Sketch level. We're, <laughs> we're literally at that creator level where we can start to do things and make no mistake about it. This is what real magic is. And I absolutely did magic. I, I was completely yeah. permanently paralyzed from the chest down, riddled with disease, life-threatening conditions that we haven't even gotten into. And so I had to learn how to go so deep within myself now, what's in me is the same that's in you and the same that's in everybody else. We call this a soul. But Loretta, the soul, I don't feel it's really accurate. And there's a lot of new information in that book. So, I, and this is important is why I want to talk about this for a quick second. Up until now, we've, we've called, you know, what we are, spirit, soul. We've kind of called it that thing, right? Okay. Now, what I've discovered is really two completely separate components that work together. So, <clears throat> what we really are, okay, my tangible understanding of this, is that we are sentience, okay? Sentience is divine intelligence. It is our level or amount or weight of love and wisdom. And the subsets beneath that would be our talents and abilities. Now, that sentience, this divine intelligence, that is a direct fractal of God. That's exactly what that is. Now, this fractal of God is given a complement or a body of energy to work with. And essentially this body of energy is what we use to create. And when we're incarnate, the creations are typically thoughts, emotions, and to animate the body. Now, previously, these two elements were kind of locked together as one thing. And we called this the, the soul, right? Or the spirit. They're two completely separate elements. And what we really are is the sentience and we're given energy. This is important because human beings misidentify 
themselves, their immortal essence with what they create, thoughts, emotions, bodily experiences. So it's very important for, we, for us to have a better understanding. And then there, therefore, this gives us a little bit of separation and detachment from what it is that we're creating. And once we have a certain level of detachment, that gives us some space to work in. And so that detachment is absolutely necessary, especially when we're going to be working on ourselves towards self-healing. Wow. I, while you're talking, I'm having to sit in it, right? It, it's like, I, I want to know this so, so deeply, and I hope the listeners are feeling the same way, but I can feel this um, or have the sense of what does it mean to be sentient? This is, this is enormous. This is just enormous. Yeah, there's there's levels, Loretta. There's levels. So yes. there's so there's, mm -hmm. there's there's intelligence, there's consciousness, there's self-awareness. And so it's levels, it's progressions of, of energy and what happens with energy. As it evolves, it attracts other sort of energy that is uh, vibrating in a similar way, and it starts to group together, group together, gets larger and larger, and then a basic form of intelligence actually starts to operate. And it's through intelligence that all of a sudden there's consciousness and then there's self-awareness. Now, what, what becomes or evolves that into sentience is when self-awareness is able to consciously create for its own evolution. Now, once consciousness has reached that level, this has now become sentience. And so this is you know, what we are, is what I said, sentience. We now evolve through our own creativity. Through our own, for our own evolution. Correct. This is right where we're at on planet Earth. This is it. This is what we need to know, RJ, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a coincidence. This uh, the uh -uh. book coming out uh, right now when the world needs uh, some kind of real guidance in terms of uh, how to manage themselves, uh, how to heal themselves, how to operate in a completely different way. And the teachings in the book, they're not just for self-healing and they're not just for authentic self-realization or enlightenment. These teachings are a much more tangible aspect of what is. And then therefore these teachings and understandable understandings are applicable to everyday life, whether it's your relationship, your business, or how to navigate moment to moment. Yeah. Um, I, I love that synchronicity because that was going to be my question or my point. This isn't just about healing the body. This is, this is for all aspects. Maybe it's healing the whole self or this self-awareness, this, this um, sentience, becoming sentient. Wow. He yeah, go ahead. Yeah, healing, true healing happens on all levels. We immediately associate healing with the physical, but that's because of our deep identification with the body. Okay, and that's why we first think of healing as the physical body. There are many different forms of healing. Yes. Mental, there's mental healing, there's emotional healing, there's purely energetic healing. Physicality is simply the last place our energetic disharmony becomes tangible for us. And really, physicality is simply the, the tangible experience of our intentions. And so we get to create, <laughs> and we have the tangible experience of what it is that we're creating through the physical experience. I'm only giggling because, you know, sometimes people come to me and they'll go, Loretta, how am I doing? And I go, well, look at your life. Look at your body. How are you doing? Right? Like it's reflecting something back. Anyway, we're going to take a station break. This is Loretta Brown. I'm very much enjoying my interview with RJ Spina. His book, Supercharged Self-Healing, 
a revolutionary guide to access high frequency states of consciousness that rejuvenate and repair. And uh, we'll take a little station break and don't go away because when we get back, we'll get even deeper into it. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Kids are full of energy, but keeping them active in their teen years can be a challenge. Aim for an hour of physical activity every day. If they like sports, that's a great place to start. Keep the focus on fun, not winning, and encourage your child to do a variety of activities. If your child isn't meeting that 60-minute goal, gradually increase their activity in ways they enjoy. For more, talk with your pediatrician or visit HealthyChildren.org. It's time that you are heard, and I don't mean in just a conversation. I mean really heard. Imagine hosting your very own radio program on Alternative Talk 1150. Talk about being heard. Call 425-653-1150 right now to learn how affordable it can be to host your own radio show. Time slots are going fast, so take hold of this chance by dialing 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Great God through to the other side. You got it. Yeah. Supercharge You got that. it. Supercharge that. Yeah, supercharge. Supercharge. Supercharge self-healing. My guest today, the amazing RJ Spina. I'm Loretta Brown, owner of Reiki Oasis. You can find out more about me there. ReikiOasis.com or the KKNW 1150 archives, Podcast One, Spotify, iTunes, all over the place. Um, but these shows are archived. You can download them for free and listen to them over and over. I suggest you do it and get out your notepad because RJ is sharing some amazing wisdom. During the break, if you guys were um, on the YouTube, you heard us talking a bit about um, <laughs> setting, planting the seeds for the future, RJ. Planting the seeds for the future and the evolution of ourselves into who we're truly meant to be. Um, you're talking a little bit about um, this knowledge that is really coming to us. And I, I was thinking to myself while you were talking earlier, and I wanted you to get more into your, your actual uh, techniques and steps. But, you know, I have clients that have come to me through the years who have been um, doing what they could to, quote, heal themselves. You know, I'm always careful with the word heal and cure. But... Um, it, can you kind of help navigate a little bit? Let me let me give an example. So uh, let's say that I had someone who was uh, visualizing that they're healthy, you know, that they're radiantly healthy, and they're um, they're going into that, and they're they're trying to do some heart work, and they're um, they're not really making any progress, but they keep believing, you know, like, don't think about what you don't want, only think about what you want, et cetera, et cetera. Can you adjust that sort of concept uh, a little bit deeper into what it is that you did? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Okay. Uh, first off, there's a lot of, um, what I call spiritual fiction 
uh, that is circulating here. It's a step in the right direction, which is why it's allowed to propagate, but it's not exactly uh, authentic or accurate. So we don't heal ourselves through belief or through thinking. So that, that is not accurate. That is not my uh, tangible experience of how healing actually works. So healing occurs before belief. Healing occurs before thought. So <clears throat> and it's a vibration, okay? And those things are expressions. So you have to go to the core, really, in order to raise your frequency, which naturally harmonizes your energy. And beliefs and thoughts are low frequency. So when we're tuning ourselves to beliefs and thoughts, we're actually dropping our frequency, which makes healing impossible. Okay, so that's that's my understanding of that. So let's let's go to what you said, Loretta, about the person who's, you know, believing they're going to get better, you know, only thinking positive thoughts and this and that. Okay. Uh, probably most people have found out there's very, very limited efficacy in operating that way. And that's because of just what I laid out. Those are all low frequency endeavors or expressions. So what I've discovered is that a, a human being has essentially a four ways in which it can express itself mentally, emotionally, verbally, and physically, okay? In, in higher, and believe it or not, in higher states of consciousness, we have more forms of expression, but that's a whole nother conversation. When we're here, this is what we use, okay? So what we want to do to supercharge our self-healing, we want to combine all four of these elements and unify them into one thing, Okay, so what I would do with myself is that I would give myself a mental image. And for myself, my main, uh, my main objective, even though I had all those diseases, my main objective was to walk, right? That was the, that was the great challenge. So I had a visualization of myself uh, running because I, I used to love to run. So I would mentally imagine myself running. And also, by the way, my room in the hospital rehab was right by the sidewalk where all the nurses and doctors would walk in all day. So I would watch them walk all day. And in the strangest way, I would connect with the energy of walking. So I could actually almost like glean that energy off of them, which is another magic trick. Okay, so I'd give myself a mental image and the image was me running. Then what I would do is I would remember the feeling. I would tangibly remember what it felt like to be able to run because it is a muscle memory, okay? Everything is within. So I would tangibly remember what it felt like to run, the muscles contracting, the blood pumping, the pounding, everything I would tangibly remember. So now I have the visualization and now I have the tangible feeling. I'm making my body remember what it's like to run. Then I would add those other two forms of expression that we have when we're incarnated as a human. And that is I would verbalize. So I would do what I call commands, okay? So I would say things like, I bring the healing life force energy into my spine and legs now. And I would completely connect with those words, completely. Because think about the, the, yeah. how much the voice in our head determines our life, okay? <laughs> right, yeah. it dictates yeah. the life, okay. So if we start to combine the mental image, tangibly remembering what it felt like to be healthy for whatever you know situation someone's going through, command through verbalization. And then the last aspect of this, and I call this to activate your full healing intention. The full healing intention is to bring all forms of expression that a human being has into one unified thing. So the last thing I would do is 
I, you know, obviously at the, t- the time I was paralyzed, so I wasn't going to be able to move my legs. But what I did have done is that I would have the physical therapists or the nurse, but mostly the physical therapists, they would lift my legs, like my knees to my chest. And, you know, they would move me to side to side. And this is what they do for everyone who's a paraplegic or quadriplegic. So as I was doing the mentalization, tangibly remembering what it felt like to run, verbalizing my command to bring life force, God source energy right through me to electrify my body. I would also have them move me. They would move my legs. And I I would do this as one thing. I'd be saying it out loud. I would do this in the rehab center. There's like 40 of, uh, you know, quadriplegics, paraplegics. I was just bellowing out my commands completely, right? I mean, I gave myself over totally to the healing process, really to my own higher consciousness. I just surrendered to it completely. And then they would move me. The, it, the, the power that we have when we use our higher mind and our entire body of energy is so immense. And this is just one step, one step of the seven steps of the healing technique that I did to, to overcome all these things. I'm sorry, I'm just loving your story so much. And I'm imagining you in there just bellowing that out. And people are like, whoa, you know, and uh, that kind of thing to me is infectious and it's good. Right. That, it's, a, it's a good thing. That was exactly what was happening in there. The, the physical therapist would get excited about what I was doing. Other people, and they, so interesting. Everyone there, when you're in, when you're that injured, we'll say, yeah. you don't get better. There was, there was no one in there actually getting better. I was literally the only one. And I remember I was discharged and then I, you know, I came right back as an outpatient. I was no longer living there, but I came right back as an outpatient. And I was actually walking by the time my outpatient uh, uh, had, had ended. And I, was, and I was still seeing the people that I saw there from the very beginning. And they would just look at me and my heart would almost break, but they would just look at me like, why are you getting better? And I'm not. And I wanted to sit down and just, you know, say all this stuff, but, you know, it's why I wrote the book, but also this kind of wisdom, these kind of teachings, you have to seek this out. You have to have an open mind and you have to have a desire. Now, if you have an open mind and a desire to get better, that's all you need. That's it. Those are the only two prerequisites. I have a a couple of questions from the time that you were, uh, paralyzed, completely paralyzed, diagnosed with that, to the time when you first moved a toe. How long did that take? 17 days. So there was absolutely nothing. And, and that's why that video uh, is very helpful for people because it's all time stamped. So there was nothing going on at all. No sensation, no functionality, no feeling, you know. Uh, and my understanding of what the, what the surgeon told me he said, once you, you know, once your spine's damaged, you don't, you don't get better. But he also said that if there is no movement or sensation within about the first three to five days, he's like, that's it. You don't really improve from that because it means all the nerves are dead. It's, it's yeah. just not, there's, there's nothing there. So the, <clears throat> excuse me. So the fact on top of, he said, no one gets better 17 days of absolutely nothing. And then that 18th day I videotaped, as you can see me kick my leg up absolutely kicked my leg up and I knew all the stuff that I was doing because I was doing all these techniques that have been in the book I knew I was going to walk and 
uh, when it would start to happen, I didn't know, but I knew on the hundredth day it would be totally gone. Yeah, and I also I want to revisit this because you not only healed your paralysis, but you've got this list of diseases that, like, they're gone. Did you purposely um, try to heal those, or was that just part of the whole process? Uh, it was both. So okay. the, the 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 initial main goal was uh, I was obsessed with being able to walk because it's impossible. And right. so I, I like to do the impossible. So yeah. that was my that was my main focus. And then once that was really starting to come back online, that's when I started to focus on, uh, there's a, a chapter or a protocol within the book, within the healing technique called turning off the program of illness. So that's when I, I can remember that day actually literally like, okay, I really have to address this type one diabetes and this hypothyroidism. I, I mean, this, this needs to be resolved. And so through this deeper state of consciousness, what happened for me was almost like a, not almost, a screen comes down. Uh, and this happens for some people when deep, deep states of meditation, kind of like the movie screen drops down and the third eye has opened, right? It's quite common, okay. Yeah. So this, this screen came down, but I was in a higher state of consciousness. So when the screen came down, it was literally like, um, a neon, neon sign and everything was written. All my problems were written out and highlighted like a neon sign. Certain things were written out, but weren't turned on. Like cancer was on there, heart disease was on there, but it wasn't lit up. But what was lit up, like a, like a neon sign, what was lit up was hypothyroidism, type one di diabetes, pancreatitis. and that. So it's like my own consciousness was showing me the programs that were still running of illness. So- yeah. What I, and this is in the book, what I did was just imagine the analogy is, do you have a light? Because I'm looking at my light that's on me right here. So you have a light, right? It's plugged in and it needs an energy source to turn on, right? Okay. So if you flip the light switch off, it just goes off because you've cut off the, the electricity that runs to it. Now imagine not only turning your light switch off, but unplugging it. Then imagine taking that cord and cutting it in half. That light is never going to go on again. Okay, do the same thing for your illness. Turn it off because it's a program. You turn it off, you unplug it from yourself, and then you cut the cords. That program can never run again. So I call that turn off the program of illness. And that literally happened for me lying in the hospital bed. And I'll, I'll never forget it. Literally just sitting there like this and the whole thing just happened. I was like, oh, okay, I got it. Now I know what to do. I am uh, running through in my head um, certain people that I know that have, you know, cancer or they mm -hmm. have uh, MS or they have um, debilitating diseases, you know, autoimmune diseases, things like that. And uh, the uh, and so I'm just going to ask these questions for them and for all the listeners. So anyone can do this. Yeah, it is because at the core, we're sentience given energy to create with. And vibration frequency energy is simply metaphysics. And so, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not reserved for RJ or some, you know, some other weirdo, whatever. This is metaphysics. It's, it's a repeatable, robust process. And like I said, when you have a different understanding of things and you do different things, you, you get different results. But the, the one thing I want to add to this is that all problems belong to the false self. Okay, this is why the beginning of the book, I go on and on and on about the ego mind identity, okay, that gets formed through incarnation. 
the ego mind identity is a limitation program that runs by thinking. Okay, what we are is higher consciousness that's unlimited. We reduce ourselves to body consciousness, which is just five senses and the intellect. Okay, you can't heal yourself with the five senses and the intellect. Healing happens before that. So one of the revolutionary understandings is that all problems belong to the false self. Therefore, if you want to get rid of problems, you have to address the character that has the problem, which is the false self. So as you start to dissolve your ego mind identity, your sickness and disease starts to resolve itself. And this is also, I think, a, a, probably a revolutionary understanding for human beings. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it right there. Um, that lit up for me. Um, so in your book, because uh, Supercharged Self-Healing by RJ Spina, everybody, I think as you know, my, my goal today is to get you to get this book and read it and do it. But um, in your, in, in your story, in your experience, you were able to distance yourself from everybody, you know, really immerse yourself in this. What can you say to the people who are, you know, living their life, doing whatever, or, you, you know, how can they, uh, how much time does it take to do this? What's your recommendation? And can you talk a little bit more about your seven steps? Sure. Yeah. The, uh, you have to first give yourself permission to heal. Okay. Cause the doctor might not give it to you or your husband or your wife or your neighbor or your daughter or your friend, you know, okay. You have to give yourself permission to heal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is paramount, okay? We can't, don't ask for permission from your doctor or your naturopath or your acupuncturist or your Chinese medicine expert. It's up to you. Healing is within. The healer is within. That's not spiritual fiction. That's the truth. At our core, what we are is perfection, is divinity. And just like the sun, when there's clouds and clouds produce rain and sleet and snow and you can't even see the sun, but no matter how bad the weather is, those clouds and that weather doesn't touch the sun. And you are the sun. And no matter what is going on with your body and mind, what you are at your core is untouched. It is unsullied. It is unaffected completely, no matter what is happening with body and mind. So what we have to do is start to have the tangible experience of being what we really are which is the higher consciousness, which is the sun, which is untouched. Once we start to do this through the exercises in there by going into meditation, you're going to start to get some space between what you really are and the body-mind complex. Now, as soon as you get that space in there, that space is now, that's the area we can work. That's the area that we can do magic. That's the area that we can apply authentic metaphysics. So don't think for a second that anything is impossible because it's not the higher mind is completely unlimited, and what you really are is the sun, untouched by everything. And once you start to access what you really are, these are the things you're going to be able to do, like heal yourself, like reach self-realization. All of these things are on the table when you work directly with what you really are. Um, I... I... <laughs> I'm thinking back to when I was trying to introduce you and I was trying to say deep inner peace and I said deep inner space. And then mm -hmm. you talked about that space that needs to occur there in order for us to pull back a little bit from the over identification with our body. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's everything. And that's why I call it the ego mind identity identification. The foundation of the, the ego mind identity is identification with the form factor of the body. This is how we reduce ourselves to body consciousness. 
This is why people, not everyone is clairsentient, clairvoyant, claircognizant, because they just rely on their five senses. And then therefore that limited data stream that comes in, that's what forms the intellect. We perceive, my understanding, through our physical senses, what we're actually perceiving of the entire greater reality. We are perceiving 0.003. That's what we perceive with our five physical senses in terms of everything that is actually available to us. Okay. From, from my perspective, that's nothing. We're working with nothing. Okay. Yes. This, book, this book teaches you how to work with what is instead of working with nothing. Well, and you talked about earlier about what happens when that veil comes off, that veil comes off. So can you tell us uh, a technique or talk about your techniques your, a little bit? Sure. Okay. Let's, why don't we do this? Okay. Instead of me doing all seven, because the book, the book will do a better job. I took a lot of time to write that book prop and I got a lot of help through the editors. Uh, so they, they helped make that book uh, much better. I think in the beginning, it was like the, the ramblings of a, a, of a wizard. So now they, <laughs> now they made it a little more applicable. But so what I want to start with, okay, is what I call a real magic trick. And make no mistake, this book is real magic. And what I do is real magic. And I teach real magic. And as I said, magic is really the accessing and the utilization of energies that lie outside of sensory perception. That's what magic is. Okay, so we just kind of demystified it, right? Yeah. Right, and then we also demystified miracles to, to, so we understand them, they're actually metaphysics. That's how things actually work. Okay, so I wanna show everyone, we're gonna do it together. Okay. I wanna show everyone a magic trick that instantly relieves stress and anxiety in a second. And it brings you completely present. Because one thing I've heard uh, in this lifetime is that RJ, I can't meditate. It's too hard. I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> Nonsense. Okay. Nonsense. So what's in the book are techniques that you can meditate. And I mean it in, in a second. Okay. So here's our first magic trick. It's very simple. This is all you have to do. Pretend that you just arrived here. No past, no future. Oh, that's brilliant. That stopped everything. Just stopped. Magic. Yes. So Wonderful. Okay. Oh, so wow. the book is filled with real magic tricks and I'm going to have a course come out soon, by the way, on real magic tricks. Okay. So this is just one and Loretta, uh, you just said it's on the money. Everyone stops. Okay. Because what we've done is we've stopped the mental constructs of past and future, which is what thinking is. So instantaneously, we're able to bring ourselves to the present moment, which is meditation by simply removing the concepts of a past and future. And all you have to do is pretend you just arrived here, no past, no future. Now you're present. Yeah, you're, you're really present. And I'm also, cause I'm very childlike, you know, in my own inner, inner self, which maybe that's who we are, but mm -hmm. it's like, I got curious, like, like looking around, like what, what, right? Like, I don't really have names for anything. I'm just, oh. Yeah, you, you start to, here you start to work and experience yourself directly, not your mental conditioning. And as you work with yourself and experience yourself directly, you actually start to experience life directly, not through the filters of the ego mind identity or mental conditioning. You cannot heal yourself through the filters of mental conditioning and beliefs and thoughts and emotions. 
This is part of why this is a paradigm shift. You heal yourself right from that starting point. That's the beginning. That's We'll say that's like the starting line, so to speak. But make no mistake, that's where you have to start, is being fully present. Yeah, because the other thing is, you know, because I run into this where people are like, okay, now I've got this disease, I've got this problem, I've got to gear up and I've got to go for that thing. And it's like, wait a minute, just just stop. Yeah, yeah, it, it's exactly yeah. right. Because another thing that we can talk about for a second to understand is that I, I, I previously said all disharmony comes from disharmonious thought patterns. Okay, so and what is the one remedy for thinking meditation right okay so we can expand upon this briefly in the understanding that our disharmony which comes from disharmonious thought patterns which means thinking so if we want to stop our disharmony our disease our illness from continuing to go and grow and get more and more out of control the first thing you have to do is to cut off its energy source which is your thinking so as soon as you stop thinking, everything else stops too. There's no more energetic momentum. It's like hitting the pause button on your sickness. Everything stops. Now, once we got the pause button going, and it's no longer more momentum, more momentum, it's stopped now. The train has screeched to a halt. Now we can address it directly. So this is part of the paradigm shift of understanding. This is a a much deeper understanding of what we are and how to work with our energy. And once we, and the book lays it out, once we start to understand what we are and work with our energy, we can do anything. That's great. So this is Loretta Brown, my guest today, RJ Spina, Supercharged Self Healing. You should get it now. Um, final words in our, in our last almost a minute. Yeah, final words. And where can they find you? Very sure. Uh, don't beat yourself up about being sick or feeling uncomfortable. Okay, we have been completely and utterly miseducated when it comes to metaphysics and when it comes to healing. Okay, it is not your fault. We now have something tangible that we can rely on. The book is gonna show you what to do and how to do it. It will guide you on a step-by-step -step process. Connect with the energies of that book and things will start to shift for you. That is direct God consciousness captured in that book. I and love it. Thank you so, so much for being on our show. I look forward to your next 85 books, please. And <laughs> I'm ready to go. Everybody out there, have a great week. Enjoy the full moon, the winter solstice. And I hope you'll join me in temple, all you beautiful people. Thanks so much.